Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Starting off the home. No, that's ain't Rico. Just the people who was here before who sat here for sabotaging two hours. Sat for two hours. Sabotaging and, the headphones and microphones. You know, he sat here, here for two go. hours and didn't have have his headphones wasn't working. <laughs> like and didn't change it and didn't adjust that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Great get ones work. adjust. Yeah, get, get, get them in, man. We'll make it work. Uh, Jay Foreman, Rico on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, greatly appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, again, whoever's job it is to turn to pay the electric bill outside, uh, handle your business. Going out there, this zero stuff is too much, too much, too much. Uh, lots going on uh, in the sports world. Of course, as the conversations just were had, um, and you guys can jump in and contribute and, and add to hit us with a what's up. Say what's up, Jay. What's up, Rico? What's up, DP? And we can have a conversation. We are having a conversation. We are not yelling. We are having a conversation. Yeah, it's not combative. Right. It is not what, what, what this is. So, uh, 402-464-5685. Greatly appreciate it. Simple. Simple, simple, simple. Uh, Rico, how are you today? I'm good. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Just chilling. Yeah. Jay Foreman, how you doing, bro? I'm warmed up now with... It's <laughs> bone chilling out you. there. It's yeah. not. It's not great. It's not great at all. Yeah. Well, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> but it's going to be like sixty Sunday. Yeah, it's so. supposed to get up to like thirty, forty, and then get up to like sixty something uh, next Thursday. There you go. Everybody's pointing to a week away. Watch, yeah. it, watch it be windy at like thirty, thirty mile yeah. an hour winds. Sixty degree high and uh, yeah, thirty mile an hour winds feels like, you know, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, what are you going to do this weekend? Oh, uh, that's the last weekend of basketball, so I got tons and tons of games. Our season ends uh, Sunday, so. What kind of season y'all having? You have you've never like filled us in on that. No, we're doing we're we're do, we're uh, doing pretty good. You know, it's uh, 
you know, you throw them in the deep water, challenge them a little bit. So, uh, you know, start out kind of good and then you kind of, you know, figure out a way to doggy paddle. And then now you're getting our like, uh, you know, whatever breaststroke or whatever it is that you do freestyle we're doing we're we're playing pretty good so um you know it's just right you know the eighth graders so their next step is high school and all that stuff so uh you know the guys that really want to play basketball that you know they're hopefully well equipped uh you know to go do so do, do you have some dudes well it depends on the day some day, sometimes yeah i mean you got some guys with a lot of potential and talent and um you know, if, if if they get the opportunities there, they got some guys that uh, made some strides. You got some kids that um, are late to basketball, but really need basketball, and it's a good marriage between him and the game, um, which would you know keep him focused, kind of keep him out of harm's way and trouble, which is obviously really really um, good. And then you have some guys that have made steady steady progress, and some have made uh, some big jumps. So um, yeah, I got some. We got some dudes. We're not the best. We're not the worst. I think, uh, but you know, we can we can play with anybody when we want. I, I will say this, <laughs> Rico. You want to handle that text? You want to handle? Yeah, that? don't don't mention it. You want, no, no, I wasn't gonna mention. It. I just want you to handle it. Um, <laughs> it's good to hear, um, your take on what's going on because that's a that's a strong direction, right? to hear you say how you feel about this thing, right? Not that it matters, as we, as you say. You know, we're just, we're just giving opinion and right, having right, a conversation yeah. about it, um, all those things in place. But um, how would you – what's your scouting report on Fred Hoiberg? Like, um, and just being fair. Yeah, I think he's a good coach. Um, you know, that, I mean, that goes without saying. Um you know, I think he'd be effective. I think that obviously, you know, he would tell you the team had probably hadn't played up their potential or expectations. So, is that a direct reflection on him? No, but in reality, since you're the head coach and you're, you know, you know, you're going to be held accountable for it. So, um, I don't have a problem with him coming back. I, you know, I think that uh, I don't get the sense of Fred when he's up there. Now, I might be wrong or whatever, but you know, for the few interactions that uh, I've had with him. Even, you know, prior to him being here, you know, him playing for the Timberwolves and, and meeting him a few times and, and, and knowing about him, I don't get the sense of, that he's up there um, running a hustle or, you know, selling snake oil and he's like, you know, juicing us per se. Um, you know, I think he wants to, you know, a legitimate chance to figure it out. I think that he's a guy that's uh, very, very self-reflective in the sense of that, he's willing to take self-reflection whether it you know those are probably the hardest conversations to have whether it's with yourself or with people that you really confide in or maybe even people that aren't tied to the program and you get um their assessment because sometimes that gives you the the best unbiased raw evaluation of you and the program or the state of the basketball team and he's willing to take those and 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 to uh and, and put it into action you know um you know, the, the the thing I take from it, now granted, I'm sure that Trev and Fred meet however many times, you know, as he does with any of his coaches. So, But I think that when you <clears> – <throat> he's able to articulate a, a detailed, clear plan um, to his superior or boss um, 
can't go can't go unnoticed because um a lot of guys could come in there knowing that they're due pretty much 19 million dollars if you want to just add the juice onto it and figure feel, kind of give you like a you know pat you know just like a you know middle finger type of plan and I'll I'll get back to you when I when I figure it out versus someone being assertive and understanding and recognizing what they did right and what they did wrong and what they had originally planned for which probably dated back to conversations prior to the season and the off season, which would have been this time last year that didn't go well and why they didn't go well. And did he have a part or what, who, or what factors had a part into it? So, you know, I, as far as, um, I envision that, you know, they're going to have a better year than next year, um, regardless of who they bring back or who comes back. Um, you know, I think with Fred, his ability to connect with players and communicate, um, will bode him well in times like this. Um, that's and then that is a that's a huge, huge, huge factor in like I said, regardless of you know who goes to the next level or who tries to go, you know, play overseas or whatever they may do. But his ability to communicate effectively and also be in touch with his players is going to bode him well in times like this because this getting. Um, re-recruiting players, one, to motivate them coming down this stretch, right, with no golden pot at the end of the rainbow. It's not like, hey, we need to win three of these last games to get to the NCAA tournament to get a seven seed. You know, that's not happening. I don't even know if you get into the NIT. You know, now we're kind of, you know, we're playing for – the pure love and joy of basketball and for other things, which he's going to have to articulate, that's going to bode him well. And that's, um, you know, part of leadership. And so then the process will have to be, which probably already started and I'm sure it's going to probably ramp up is, um, re-recruiting the guys presently on the roster because the mindset of my today's athlete is this one, if things don't go well, they don't ever recognize they had a a part in it. So it's always like, you know, say they had in their mind, I need to average 10 points and, you know, four rebounds and I need to play 28 minutes. Well, you average six points or four points in 12 minutes, right? Okay. It's automatically Nebraska's fault, DP's fault, the coach, Rico. And then the first thing that they're trying to do is probably, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. Well, those those habits that probably led to you only getting – half the minutes, half the points, those are going to be what's called transferable. That means until you really have those kind of conversations, they're going to go with you, right? What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. So it doesn't matter where you're at because basketball is basketball. So he has to re-recruit the guys on the, on the, on the team that potentially you know, could be in that space and motivate the guys that are red-shirted um, that are still coming up the pipe and get them to believe in what he originally told them and, and he believes in them, right? Um, and then obviously make – then, you know, probably the conversation that he's probably having with the guys that already committed and signed 
is a lot easier now than it was probably like two weeks ago if you're doing a check-in. And then you can start formulating a, de- a team that you, you know, are p- most likely going to have back. And then the hard part comes. Then the self-scouting. Then the reliving the, uh, well, the, like the Michigan game that was a very, like an eyesore. Auburn is, see, Auburn's different because of the sickness on the team. So take that at. But then you got the, you got the, like the, the bludgeoning gut punch of Michigan, right? Where you just look like you just didn't care. Or then you have the kind of, the different type of pain of North Carolina State, Kansas State, Indiana at home, Indiana at way, at way at first, Illinois game, so forth and so on. Whereas you're kind of still watching those games and seeing a lot of good things and on the edge of your seat, even though that you know the end of it, it's almost like you always watch, like I always watch Days of Thunder, right? I know how it's going to end, but the exciting parts are still exciting, but I know how it's going to end. But in this case, you're watching it and still like I want somebody, you know, in that, okay, we're down by three. Okay, we got them right on the ropes. Oops, we just missed two easy defensive switches. Those are the things that, and then you got to try to dig into the stinky details, and I call it peeling back the onion and just smelling that aroma, and really de- don't run from it, right? Don't turn on the cold water and all the little wives' tale that you you know you know not you know mess you up with the onion. Is deal with it and find out why was it that week of practice or was it preseason practice? You get what I'm saying, right? Um, so th- that's the hard part. But then, you know, as far as him with having the ability to do that, I think he'll, he has the ability to do that. I think that, um, you know, I think that sometimes, um, you know, he can draw back what, what what really worked at Iowa State, but you can't because the dynamics of college basketball was totally different, mm-hmm. right? He was actually like – he was almost – he was like light – not light years, but like five to ten years ahead of – graduate transfers and getting guys that were in, you know, in the, you know, leaving and willing to sit out. So you kind of, then it came, then it popped when you had the, I think it's Marcus Pfizer that came down from Minnesota who didn't like the fly and he had some issues and they falsely accused him of stealing a Apple, you know, computer out of the dorm. And then here you go, you get this lottery pick just shows up because it's the next closest school down 35W. Literally, that's how he got him. Right. It wasn't like he recruited him before because he was always going to Minnesota. It's like, okay, well, where's the next school close to Minneapolis? Iowa State. And it's right off the highway. You know, and so you got to take a little bit from that. Take take the experience of, of coaching in the NBA because this is kind of like the NBA, right? You're kind of like a coach. A lot like, of the business side of, of it. A lot of the business side of it. You know, it's kind of like, remember when they brought back, and I'll just say this because he's a Nebraska alum, after LeBron left, they brought back Tyron Lue. And then the expectations, you know, okay, we're going to bring you back and then, you know, so forth and so on. So he can draw on different situations that a lot of coaches aren't able to from his past. Um, but then deviling in the details and evaluating everything, nutrition, weight staff, how we practice, when we practice, how we, you know, can we still do some of the basics that is my Fred Hoiberg system and really adapt to the Big Ten, right? In theory. Hold, hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought because you're getting into a space that I want to get into at 9 o'clock. And oh, okay. In order it- in order to fix a program, you have to figure out what's wrong with the program and then choose what the direction is. 
and you're headed directly right. down that path, and that's where I want to go. Uh, we'll throw the break here. Rico. Deal with Rico. Rico will go. tell us. Are we getting the extended version on Friday, or are we getting the condensed 30-second timeout? Guess we'll see. Teaser. Be right back. He ain't got no hat on. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.